am your host, Ruth Rubio. The purpose of the Spanglish Latina podcast is to give and create a safe space where we can talk about anything and everything. Nothing is off limits. Real conversations where we can learn, grow, and share personal experiences, knowledge, and advice. Take what speaks to you and what doesn't resonate, you can choose to take it with a grain of salt. Think of this as a conversation with your amigas or your homegirls. And just a reminder, everything I do or say comes from a good place and I always mean well. Now let's get started. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Luna Mia podcast. I am your host, Ruth Rubio. I do apologize in advance. They started cutting the grass outside. So if you hear that, my bad, y'all. <laughs> but you know, I don't edit, so you're going to listen to it. Hopefully it doesn't actually come into the audio. So again, thank you for joining me. I feel like I need to go ahead and do an episode about this. I've been saying I'm going to do it for some time now, but if officially time now. And before I even start with this episode, I really just want to put it out there for the record. I said it. I said what I said <laughs> for not only this episode and all of the episodes. They are all from a personal point of view. I am no expert. I am not a nutritionist. I am not a psychologist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a lawyer, attorney. None of I'm none of those things. So everything I just talk about is my own personal experience and just things that I've gone through in life. And I just want to share. And in hopes that maybe something I've gone through or say will resonate with you or help you or someone else. And that's ultimately what I aspire to do. Just help you help yourself. Okay, so now with that said, let's jump right into this episode. <laughs> so this episode might be triggering not only for myself, but but maybe for some people listening, I'm going to be talking about my own health journey, which started a few years ago. Uh, and when I mean health, I mean my own health journey with my body, my health, my weight, eating better. That's what I'm going to talk about because there's so many other health journeys that people go through as far as whether it's physical health, mental health, all the above. So with that being said, uh, I have honestly always been a little bit overweight. Um, and that's been me my whole life. You know, I was a little chunkers, <laughs> thicker than most growing up. Uh, I was bodacious, heavyset, obese, whatever you want to call it. Period. I was still a bad bitch regardless. Because just because some people might be overweight, in your opinion, or aren't healthier, that doesn't make them any less poppin' than those skinny bitches out there. And honestly, I feel like being thicker now is becoming more okay with uh, as far as social norms go and people really being okay with not being a twig and that's another thing as well that we need to stop just talking about people and making weight comments in general or saying oh you're too fat or you're too skinny because not only are there some people that can't lose weight there are also people that cannot gain weight so I think it's very important for us to stop because we don't know really what other people might be going through perhaps it's certain medications that made them gain weight perhaps it's you know just different bodies everybody's different and everybody's body is definitely different especially that because what might work for you might not work for someone else and what works for someone else might not work for you. And I think we have to just try whatever's out there and see what actually does work for us and helps us. And I'm going to go through a few things that I've done since starting my weight loss journey and health journey in general. Um, and like I said, 
some men love the junk, more junk in the trunk, more cushion for the pushing, you know? <laughs> and again, I have never had complaints, whether it's when I was my heaviest and where I am now, my healthiest, whatever the case is, I've never had complaints. So <laughs> again, let's just work on not making actual comments about other people's health. And what was actually interesting to me as well is when I did lose weight and I was at my fittest, maybe back in 2020, I feel like I, that was my fittest year. 2020, 2021 was actually when I was the healthiest. But some people would say like, oh, yes, that's been flaca or you're too skinny. And it's like, damn, I felt like, first of all, like, I eat like when I lost weight, it's not that I didn't eat. I feel like some people probably thought I had an eating disorder and there are eating disorders out there. Obviously, if you do have one, definitely go get some help because this is life or death sometimes. And again, if you feel like you do have an eating disorder, please go get the proper help that you need. But I didn't have an eating disorder. I was just healthy. I wasn't eating as much as I did before. And people are like, oh, are you okay? Like you're too skinny now or you look sick. It's like, okay, I was big and you told me to lose weight. I lost weight and I'm too skinny. So sometimes you just can't win. And at the end of the day, you know, a la chingada, damned if you do, damned if you don't. And, you know, if you gain too much weight, you're too fat. If you lose too much, you're too skinny. So whatever weight you feel best and whatever that means to you and being the healthiest and best version of yourself, I think is very important. And like I said, at the end of the day, it's what you feel best and what helps you help yourself in living a more healthy life and lifestyle in general. Like, let's be real. I'm a Latina. I was born and raised in LA. But um, the thing is, so much of the food that my mom grew up when she brought it into my childhood, I ate a lot of tortillas, carbs, cereals, all types of sugars. Like looking back now, I'm like, ooh, I was having a whole lot of sugar growing up. No wonder I was bodacious. And it's so funny to me because whenever we would go to the doctor, my mom would be like, oh, tal vez tiene su, you know, her thyroid issues, tiene tiroides, because I guess my aunt has that. And I'm like, nah, mom, like I was, I, I ate like shit, let's be real. But I think that was just her trying to, you know, make excuses. And I appreciate her for trying to make excuses on why it was heavier set. But looking back, I'm like, nah, mama, I was having chips all day, every day. I was having goldfish, hot pockets, ramen. Of course, I was going to be bigger, but it's just interesting to see. And also another thing that I grew up with, you know, my brother, his term of endearment to me is gorda. My sister was always flaca and I'm gorda. And it was interesting once when we were out and he called me, oh, vente gorda, or like stuff like that. And my friend was like, wait, did he just call you fat? And I had to explain to her that, yes, he did call me fat initially. That is what gorda means. But that's his term of endearment to me. So for me, the word gorda didn't have a negative tone to it or a negative meaning. Gorda to me from my brother, at least, perspective was like his term of endearment. And I didn't take it any way, shape or form that he was calling me fat or anything like that. It was just, uh, that's what he called me. And and some people maybe were triggered. They're like, he just called you fat. I'm like, okay, one, he, I was, I'm not in denial. I was, and that's not how he meant it. So <laughs> it was just interesting to me to realize like how, you know, in between families, it sounds okay. But from the outsider looking in, they're like, oh, that's body shaming or whatever the case is. But that is not what he was doing at all. And like I said, I grew up in the Latina household. I ate conchas. I ate all kinds of sugars, all the unhealthy stuff. And I 
don't really didn't grow up with the proper tools or the proper eating habits. Um, you know, I whatever was there, frijoles, queso, tortillas, whatever it took for me to not be hungry is what I ate. And sometimes let's be real. My mom was a single mother, so she got whatever she she's a great cook, though, by the way. My mom is one of the best cooks out there. And I'm not just saying that to toot her horn. She really is the best cook ever. And it's just interesting to me how sometimes, you know, it is what it is. We maybe she didn't know the proper eating and what healthy foods are. And it makes sense because now she has diabetes, high blood pressure, and it's interesting to see everything she has to go through because she initially admits it to herself now. She didn't take care of herself before. So that was really eye-opening for me because I had to realize and come to terms with, okay, you need to cut that shit out. You are literally eating like shit. You're not helping yourself in any way, shape, or form. And let's be real. Do you want to end up having to get an insulin shot once a week or you know, having all kinds of health issues, whatever we don't work on our ourselves at this moment will come back to us. And that's what I think we really need to see. What kind of quality of life do we want to have moving forward? Not only today, but in our everyday lives, just seeing what great tools we can do to help us or maybe just having an apple or something healthier for breakfast and not necessarily what the old me would run to cereal. Let's be real. <laughs> it's a joke. My boyfriend always said, like, the poor people mentality you stayed with because you always had cereal. But And he, I love cereal. Don't get me wrong. I love cereal. But when you really come to terms with it, it is just a bowl of sugar. And, you know, it gets you full for a little bit. But then the sugar crash comes. And then you, it doesn't really help with your appetite. So that was just interesting to me to realize like, okay, your eating habits are boo-boo and you really need to just come to terms with, you don't know how to eat and that's okay, but it doesn't mean you can't learn how. So when I tell you I've tried it all, I literally have tried it all, all kind of fads. I went from counting calories. I did keto. I did all sorts of different diets that are out there. You know, I did juicing. I did all kinds of things. And the number one thing that I feel has helped me personally is obviously calorie deficient, not eating as much as I did before and working out. And I think it's so interesting how we just don't go back to the tools we have you know like we know all this stuff so it's just up to us to actually put it into work so when I did counting calories I you know I think it was my fitness pal app or something like that and it was interesting because obviously I was still eating like shit I wasn't eating the healthiest I would just eat less of it and I did see some results with that I know someone that lost a bunch of weight on just counting calories and again if you need that structure I feel like that's what it helped me to really see okay what am I putting into my body how many calories do certain things have and all that stuff I before that I had no idea that you know all these calories definitely do out of liquid calories oh liquid calories are the worst honestly I feel like if liquid calories weren't a thing it would be great like alcohol is the worst liquid calorie you know I used to have those Starbucks frappuccinos in high school like every day like I said looking back now I'm like yeah bitch that's why you were all fluffers but 
those freaking frappuccinos have like 400 calories that's a whole ass meal right there but again i didn't know this and when you're younger you're like eh, me vale madre. you know i'm just gonna eat what i want and the older you get you're like nah bitch you can't even do that anymore the pants don't look cute you can lose the weight as fast as you would have in the past and it is what it is cut your shit out <laughs> i also tried keto and i know people i feel like either love or hate keto i personally didn't mind it i keto for me was a semi-positive experience it was really triggering for me doing keto because I honestly didn't realize how much of an emotional eater I truly am when I feel like also that runs in my family we just when we're stressed we like to eat and not just in my family I feel like so many people can actually say that they are emotional eaters whether you're sad or you're stressed or you're going through a breakup or whatever the case is I personally just like to eat. I eat my feelings. I stuff my face with the worst shit that is out there. Pizza, fries, chips. Oh, I used to love chips. I still love chips. And you know what's interesting also? I don't realize how there are food addictions and sugar addictions. And, you know, addictions are not only being an alcoholic or a sex addict or whatever the case is. There is even food addictions. And like I said, I didn't realize how much of an emotional eater I truly was. And with keto, I really, you know, it was interesting because I would still cheat. Like I would have a pedacito de pan or like maybe a fry and it was all in moderation. And I still lost the weight. Like I would have here and there my cheat days. And I know if you're doing keto, some people are either for cheat days or not. Again, whatever works for you, it helped me stay sane because when I tell y'all I love bread, I'm like Oprah. I love bread. Ban is my kryptonite. I love bread. I love carbs. Like if carbs weren't a thing for me, I'd be solid. I would be the healthiest me ever. But with keto, obviously, you know, it's a low carb, high fat diet, I believe. Um, and I was eating, you know, and it was actually easy for me. I was actually having to train myself to eat healthier because like I said 90% of my diet with car was carbs so obviously if you cut carbs out you're gonna lose weight instantly like no shit all the carbs are what can make you gain weight so when I dropped carbs it was amazing for me to see how I was getting results the first week was the hardest for me I feel like I definitely had the keto flu where I felt like shit and I just how to reprogram myself like okay how are we gonna eat better and I started eating more salads and more proteins and less carbs and let's be real that automatically will make you lose weight and I feel like the first obviously the first weight loss is the water weight and then after the water weight is all the weight loss and honestly once you start losing weight it was amazing to just step on the scale and really see the numbers where I was in denial like I'm like wait I weigh this much now like what that's insane to me and also I don't know if people have experienced this if you've lost weight like you still see yourself how you were so for other people when they haven't seen you in a while or see you already losing weight they make comments and they're like oh you look so skinny or you look so good and I'm like dang did I look that bad before or what <laughs> you just really are like okay it puts things into perspective I saw how people treated me differently and it just made me realize how superficial it can be for some people out there and how just simply losing a few pounds made a difference to me and again this is me before I lost the weight this is me now this is me in general and if you don't like it it is what it is I'm not for you then but <laughs> again I'm I'm digressing now but back to keto I personally I don't know if it's so oh someone's getting 
it's probably a firefighter. Sorry if you heard that. But I don't know if it's sustainable keto to be exactly in my opinion. If I'm being honest with you, I don't know if it's a sustainable or healthy in the long run. I haven't really looked too much into that and it might not be good for everyone. Like I said, try it see, and ask your doctor, see if it would be a good fit for you. But it definitely helped me lose weight. And I was just able to retrain my body and my eating habits. That's when I, like I said, I was eating more proteins, more veggies. And if you know me, you know I hate vegetables. Vegetables is the worst of the worst. I think that was programmed when I was a child. I just didn't like vegetables. Like, it's a thing. But now I have to come to terms with I need to eat vegetables. Like, girl, it's not a want. It's a need at this point. And vegetables are definitely healthy and better for you. So I did feel the difference when I was eating healthier in keto, like just my moods were better. I was more energized. I was wanting to do more things. I was more proactive and just really seeing how even my physical body felt so different when I was losing the weight, like my knees weren't hurting. My back wasn't hurting. I had big chichis and I lost weight. The chichis went away. Like I even considered getting rid of my boobs because my boobs were causing back issues. But when you lost, when I lost the weight, my chichis got smaller. So I was like, oh hell yeah. I realized that when I lose or gain weight, I think it all goes to my stomach or my chest area. And that's not a, always how you want it. Oh, and my face, my face swells up. I look like a chipmunk. I still being cachetona as it is. So I feel like I'm like hibernating in the winter and stuffing my nuts on the side. Like that's how I feel like my cheeks are. I've always been cachetona. And I feel to a certain point it actually makes you look younger. You know, maybe I'm telling myself that, but I don't mind it. It is what it is. I've come to terms with I'm a cachetona and that's just what it is. <laughs> but and it was interesting for me during the pandemic as well, because that's really when I lost so much weight. So let me go into how I even lost weight. So obviously 2018, 2019 is around those years was maybe a little earlier than that. But that's when I really started to like go to spin class and start being more healthy and just being more mindful of keeping my body moving. And I was actually going through a breakup uh, in 2019, going into 2020. And I was just going through it. Like, you know, when you're going through a breakup, you're dealing with your emotions, you, you're dealing with coulda, shoulda, would've, you're doing all types of things, whether it is at times good or bad. Um, you're just going through it. You're going through your own breakup, your own healing journey. And I was just not happy where I was. I realized that I was putting so much energy and love into everyone else around me. And I had to come to terms with, I wasn't doing that for myself. I felt very lost. I felt drained every way, shape, and form. I gave all of my energy to people that, quite honestly, probably weren't even deserving of it. And it was really hard for me to really sit down with that and see like damn bitch like you gave so much to someone else what would happen if you gave all that to yourself and i get emotional because it's hard like as a former people pleaser you just want to make sure everyone around you is good but you don't realize everyone around you isn't good unless you're good and like I said, I was going through the breakup and I'm like, you know what? Fuck this shit. And it's time to have a relationship with myself, honor myself, love myself and give myself all the love that I give to other people and really give it to myself. And I feel like that's when my self-love journey really started when I came to terms with not everyone is deserving of your energy. Not everyone is deserving of being around you and in your circle and being very not picky, but just being selective of who you allow around you is definitely key in just health in general, mental, emotional, physical, well-being, all of it. Just keeping in mind who you keep around you will definitely 
show you who you are or who you might be as well, in my opinion. And I was just going through the fields and bam, 2020 happened. And I was in a destructive mode. I'm not going to lie. I was going through the breakup. I was drinking a lot. I was partying. I was going out. And that's how I was dealing with it. I was drinking. I was, you know, doing things that I didn't like what I was doing. And then the pandemic happened. And I feel like the universe was like, all right, bitch, calm down. Like, we're not doing that anymore. You're too grown for this. You, you, you're doing the most now. So the pandemic happened and the shutdowns happened. And I was when I tell you losing my mind for the first week, because I'm in Aries and I don't like to just sit down and not do anything. That's not how I am. So I went from being busy, going out, doing all things to not doing, not being able to do any of that. So that was another thing where I feel like a lot of us went through a lot of personal issues and worked through our shit and got through stuff during the pandemic because we were forced to mental health became a really big thing became awareness of mental health and keeping yourself healthy and it was just important to me to really take the time for myself and be like okay time is all you have right now time is all you have what are you going to do with that time to help you help yourself go through this breakup, not only this breakup, but this new chapter in your life, because I knew I was going through a new chapter in my life. I knew that that all those things I had done in the past were the old me. I knew I didn't want to be like that anymore. I knew I wanted to have healthy boundaries for myself. And that's exactly what the pandemic was for me. I had time to really analyze and sit down with myself and see what I was going to make of this pandemic. It was either going to make me or break me. And I was damned if that shit broke me because nothing fucking breaks me. <laughs> I mean, there's been a few things where I'm like cracked a little bit, but it's cool. I get super glue and I, I'm back, bitches. So during the pandemic, all I had was time. So I went into, I felt like I was on house arrest. I started looking on, well, I don't think prisoners have YouTube. Maybe they do. I think they have cell phones in there sometimes. <laughs> but I just went on YouTube. I'm like, you know what? Give yourself 30 minutes a day. You're not doing shit. You're literally on your phone or on Zoom calls with your friends or trying to watch TV and media was taking up a storm with just being scared of COVID in general. Like I was glued to the TV for like a month or two until I was like, nah, bitch, this isn't helping me or myself. And it's giving me more anxiety. So that's when I also broke up with the media, the TV. Like I want, I don't watch the news. I banned myself from watching the news because I was literally getting paranoid. I thought I was going to die just walking out. And that's when I realized media is really just trying to force fear upon us as I don't know what their reason is. Maybe control, obviously, is one of them. But I just banned myself from watching the news because it wasn't helping my mental health. It truly wasn't. And at a certain point, I just wanted to be naive. I didn't want to know what was happening in the world. I didn't want to know about the pandemic. All it was was about COVID. Obviously, in the beginning, it was the whole thing. And I just said, enough about the media. Like, we're going to do things that are productive for yourself. So I went on YouTube every day. I would do workout videos. I was already in my working out routines before the shutdowns happened. So it only triggered it that much more. I went from like working out three, 30 minutes a day. I mean, 30 minutes a day um, to going to an hour, hour and a half, even just working out. And I am a creature of habit and I like routine. So when all that was wiped away from me, with the pandemic, I had to create a new routine. I literally had like a schedule. I would sleep in, I would wake up, I would stretch, I would work out. 
oh, I would have breakfast with my mom. That was our thing. We would always have breakfast together. And then after that, I would go in my room. I would work out for like two, three hours in my room, just listening to music. And when I tell y'all Bad Bunny's album got me through the pandemic, I am not kidding you. That album will forever remind me of the shutdowns. And it was just one of those albums where it came out and it was one of those where I, it was, that album for me is so transformative in my life and what it did for me, shout out to Bad Bunny as well. But Yo Hago Lo Que Me Da La Gana album was, and still is one of my favorites because it just reminds me of all the stuff I was dealing with at the time as far as breakups go and self-love. And that album really was just like, fuck, like. I feel like as she's got the sound, it was made for me and made for what I was going through at that moment. And I would listen to the album, I kid you not, for like a year or two straight, just working out to his album, all the songs. And it really got me through my workouts. And I would work out every day almost. I started noticing how not only I was getting mental clarity, just getting a lot of messages, but I was noticing I felt better. I was a much happier person. I had energy. I was doing things that I never dreamed of before. And not only that, but I was losing weight. I was actually enjoying it. So I think that's when we have to realize that when we switch the narrative to something and seeing the negatives, like, oh, I have to work out. How about you change it to, I am blessed enough to be able to work out. How many people wish they had a a chance to work out because they can't? Perhaps it's health issues or, you know, they're incapable of being able to work out and we have to remember it is truly a blessing for us to be able to work out and to keep our body moving it is our birthright and it is necessary for us to keep our bodies moving and just being the healthier version of ourselves because it is our birthright and we deserve that we truly deserve to be our healthier versions of ourselves and I was having bad days I would work out I was having sad days I would work out, I was sad, cry it out, I would work out, and it was just very, an eye-opening for me, because I feel like I realized, like, anything you truly want to do, you can, whatever you put your mind to, you can do it, and that was just another reminder to me, damn, the streets are hot today, but it was just, sorry, the sirens, but it was just another reminder of, you can do anything you want to do, and you should do it. And anything that you don't think you can, prove it to yourself that you can. I promise you, you can. Whatever you set your mind to, you can do it. And this is me telling you, you can do it. I went at my heaviest. And you know what? Like Some people are very like not wanting to share their weight or whatever, but I will share it. Honestly, at my heaviest, I was probably like... 167 168 I think there was a point where I hit 170s and I think that's when I was like okay bitch we're doing too much because the thing is I'm short I'm only five feet so every pound counts with me I will look like an oompa loompa if I'm heavier like I'm short. obviously people that are taller they can carry their weight better because of their height or whatever but I'm only five feet so every pound counts with me so I had to just say enough is enough you're not gonna weigh this much so I went from weighing like that like I said I think the one I remember the most was 167 so I went from 167 to 127 that is 40 pounds right there that's a lot of weight 
that I lost. So obviously it's going to make a difference. You're going to look different. You're going to feel different. Your clothes are going to be different. Like I'm so mad at myself. I had a shopping addiction when I was heavier and I went from having all kinds of clothes to literally nothing fitting me. So I had to let go of so many clothes. I had bags and bags that I had to donate. I was like, bitch, really? And that to Neva, ningún lugar. I wasn't even going anywhere, out anywhere, anything like that. So I was like, you, you would. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, you're not even going out, you know? Like, it is what it is. Just stop buying clothes. That's another thing. I was an emotional shopper as well. <laughs> That's another thing that we might not be aware of. But honestly, from just working out was when I saw the true transformations of my body and what amazing things your body does when you genuinely just give it love, you keep it moving, and you do what you have to do to be healthy. I did a few things as well, you know, for self-care. I would go hiking. I feel like hiking is such a big thing for me because I just loved, I love hiking. I love being in nature. I feel like it grounds you. It's time to yourself. I honestly get so many messages when I go hiking and just being around nature is just such a blessing. We forget how truly amazing and beautiful Mother Earth is. And, you know, that might sound a little cheesy for you, but I love nature. I love the trees. I love when it just rain and the grass is so green. It just makes me happy. Being in nature makes me happy. I was also meditating. A lot of mindfulness is key as well. Just setting the tone for your day, whether it's starting or ending. And getting yourself relaxed. Meditation helped me so much, not only with stress, but emotions that were coming up and really sitting with myself and seeing what I wanted to help myself with. And spin, honestly, I love spin. That is one of my new addiction, positive addictions, I feel. Um, I love spin. Spin makes me so happy. I feel like I'm still partying. <laughs> I feel like my partying days are kind of over. Like, not, don't get me wrong. I still go out here and there, but like, I feel like I was going out, honestly, um, since I was a teenager, before I probably should have been going out. But I just, I've lived. I'm tired. I'm in my 30s now. I can tell you I've had a great life. I've done things that people dream of. I've been around situations where I'm like, bitch, you're lucky your guardian angels got you. But I've lived and I'm just not into the partying as much anymore. You know, I don't judge people that do. By all means, go for it. Live your best life. But that's just not for me. And I'm actually just cutting back on drinking, especially since you're trying to lose weight. I think that's one of the keys. Alcohol, like I said, liquid calories. It's amazing how that adds up and how much sugar and just unnecessary calories the syrups have and the sweeteners and don't get me wrong I love a good cocktail I love crafted cocktails that are the fancy schmancy ones you know those I'm all for those I love speakeasy bars like oh that's my shit but even through the pandemic I realized that in the beginning I was drinking almost every day there was nothing else for me to do yeah I was working out but I was drinking and that too I had to come to terms with you're trying to put a band-aid through your breakup and drink and that's not okay alcohol alcoholism runs in my family i'm sure in a lot of your families as well and you could really sit down and realize am i going to repeat the pattern or am i going to break it because let's be real it's up to you if it does run in your family and i was like oh shit i'm drinking a lot and i go through my spurts where i regardless if i drink or not like i try to minimize it like now only on the weekends if i'm drinking right now i'm doing a whole cleanse where i'm not drinking at all last year i had like four months here and there where I would just say I'm not drinking this month and it's interesting to me 
to me to realize how that actually does affect your social life because when you're not drinking you don't want to be around people that are drinking and again no judgment here if you drink or not that's on you but for me personally I was like I don't want to drink and it was so hard for me and triggering for me to go out and not be able to drink like shout out to the places that have mocktails because that's what gets me through not drinking is having mocktails and just seeing how many of us also use alcohol as a band-aid and as masking our true really sitting in our feelings and working through what we have to work through and if this resonates with you maybe it's time you sit down and just see your relationships with not only food but alcohol and everything as well um and yeah like i said if we have to cut the shit out we really need to see what we're doing in our lives that isn't healthy for us and how we can help ourselves better ourselves and like I said I was 167 I went from 167 I started seeing the 150s on the scale I went from 150s to 140s to the 130s when I saw the 30s I was like damn am I fucking tripping is my scale broken like what the fuck is this (laughs) and I literally was like oh shit like it's true if you put love into your body that your body will thank you and show you results and honestly help you help yourself and I think at my lowest, I was 127. And just, um, I was so amazed and so proud of myself for even getting myself to that weight and initially enjoying it. I wasn't trying as hard anymore. Like the pounds were coming off. It is interesting when you do hit a plateau, though. When you hit a plateau and you're not losing any more weight, I think that's very triggering. And that's when you're like, what the fuck? Like, all this for what? Mind you, you just lost 30 plus pounds, but you're worried about not losing anymore. Like, bitch, how about be thankful and grateful that you even lost those pounds to begin with because it's not easy and it's every it's work you literally have to do something every day just to benefit yourself but why wouldn't you why wouldn't you help you help yourself why wouldn't you want to be the healthiest version of you and with that being said I'm gonna go ahead and talk about now what I'm doing so like I said I eat like shit I didn't know my healthy eating habits and I really need in a way I feel like I did put it on the universe I'm like I need help with just eating healthier and lo and behold Jessica from La Luz Wellness shout out to Jessica she is a great acupuncturist she is a bruja acupuncturist she does cupping she does so many things esoteric so many things if you don't know who she is go follow her on Instagram at La Luz Wellness underscore her name is Jessica she has been such a great person that came into my life last year and I'm thankful and grateful that the universe sent her my way because not only has she hosted amazing things as far as sound baths go cacao ceremonies in her studio and she's just a great person and like I said if you don't know who she is go ahead and follow her at that lose wellness underscore and she put out there that she was going to have a reset cleanse when I saw that honestly my whole body tensed up because I knew I needed it. And as hard as I knew I needed it, I knew it was going to be so triggering for me. And I don't even know why I'm getting emotional. But again, like it's, it's a relationship with ourselves. And it was truly just what I needed. On her flyer, it literally said no meal replacements, no juicing, no fasting. And we're going back to basics and building healthier habits. Like literally, that's what I asked. I just needed to actually build healthy eating habits and 
literally go back to the basics. So I feel like, again, you put what you need out in the universe and the universe is like, bam, say no more, bitch. I got you. <laughs> now, it is day three of 21 day. So it's a 21 day program. And it's just like I said, to health, new healthy and clean eating habits. So we don't have any sugar, we don't have grains, no dairy, no caffeine, no alcohol, no processed foods. So initially, she says, <laughs> I love how she worded it, we're breaking up with sugar. And this was honestly one of the hardest breakups I've ever been in my life. And if you know my breakups, you know, that says a lot. Breaking up with sugar has been one of the hardest things. And I've never in my life done anything like this. Like I've said, I don't know how to eat. I eat like shit. So this is amazing. Like I said, I learned how to eat better with keto. But this, with keto, you still can have, you know, high fats, bacon, and all that stuff. With this one, it's literally, I feel like I'm eating more veggies in these three days than I have my entire life. I am actually starting to enjoy veggies, which I'm trying to change the narrative to, like I said, I hate veggies to, I love them. Like I'm starting to feel a difference. It's barely day three. I'm not saying it's easy. It's been super triggering for me. I've been cranky. I've had the headaches, um, all kinds of things. I've been crashing. I've been irritable. I... For these three weeks, I might not go out with the exception of spin, working out, and work because it's not safe out there right now <laughs> with the way I am. I'm, you know, I'm not eating the things I want to eat and, again, restructuring my eating habits and really just focusing on proteins, a lot of veggies, a lot of fruits. I forgot how much I enjoyed pepinos con limón. You know, like, I used to love pepinos and I realized how I just let go of them and it's bringing up a lot for me where it's like, bitch, you didn't used to hate this, actually. You genuinely enjoyed some of this. I love apples. I forgot how much I loved apples. Green smoothies, I have always been telling myself, okay, I've juiced in the past, but nothing like, you know, no month juices. I think the most I've done is like two juices, two day juices, cleanses or whatever. But it's been amazing for me to see like what emotions have come up since I started this and it's barely day three. And a lot of stuff has been coming up, like I said, of how much emotional eater I am and really just sitting again with myself and telling myself I can literally do anything I set my mind to. It's not going to be easy. Like I said, one of the hardest things I've done in my life this in my 30 years of existence, but it was necessary. I need to learn how to properly eat and not run to carbs to be that cushion to make myself feel better and this is exactly what this cleanse is doing shout out to you jessica for even holding space and community and putting something out there that i feel like not only i need but so many people out there needed and she gave me supplements to take she gave us supplements so it came with supplements you know meal what we can eat what we can't eat and it was just been so helpful she's been there holding my hand for all my crazy rants and I don't know if a lot of people know this or not but I'm I'm saying it I don't know how to cook yes maybe that's shocking for some people uh, how am I 30 years old and a Latina and I don't know how to cook I don't know how to cook get over it <laughs> it is what it is I'm still alive I've found ways to survive luckily I have a great partner that cooks he's such a good cook and I love his cooking oh I love him I love I feel like that's a love language sometimes and 
this cleanse has forced me to have to learn how to cook. My mom, you know, I lived with my mom and my mom would cook for me. So I've had that blessing that my mom, that's her love language as well, just cooking and she loves to cook. So I never had to cook. And there was a point where she tried to teach me, but honestly, it had to stop because we would argue, we were getting into fights. And I'm like, you know what? It's fine. Just, it is what it is. But now I have my own like kitchen. It's just my man and I, we live together now and I need to learn how to cook enough with the excuses, enough with the shit. If I want to have kids, damn speed racer out there. Sorry. If I want to have kids, I truly have to learn how to cook. What am I going to say? Oh, espérate que venga tu papá que te haga comer. Like, no, I need to learn how to cook. It's a necessity. I'm not, you know, being unrealistic. I need to learn. So this has forced me in a loving way, honestly, to learn how to cook and to really just put intention in what I put in my body and really holding space for it, thanking the veggies for being in my plate, for going into my body for all the delicious and nutritious nourishment that these things are bringing me. And you have to be intentional even with the food you eat and thanking it where the source it came from, thanking everything and just thankful to even have food to eat. And it's amazing to me to realize how many times I didn't do that in the past. But again, holding space for yourself and really just holding yourself accountable and giving yourself the love that you deserve. And again, thank you so much, Jessica. I, I have a love-hate with you right now, honestly, if you're listening, because it's been really triggering. But I know in those 21 days, I'm going to feel better. I don't really drink caffeine, so caffeine's not an issue for me. Even my teas. I went to Starbucks today, and I got a tea, and I was like, okay, I need a tea that has no caffeine to make sure. I don't really – I'm really sensitive to caffeine. I used to drink a lot of it, but I had to break up with it because I was getting anxiety to the yin-yang. Like, when I tell y'all, I thought I was having heart attacks, and it was caffeine. Caffeine was a culprit. I, a lot of people have actually told me that they feel the same with caffeine, so I just had to break up with it. It was not – I didn't feel good. Uh, you know, it is what it is. And I'm high on life. I feel like I'm already, you know, hyper as it is. So, imagínense with caffeine. Oof. Ya lo subiera mareado la chingada. <laughs> so, caffeine's not an issue. Alcohol. I wasn't even, I was doing dry January. So, our actual program, uh, reset program is from January 16th to February 5th. So for those two weeks prior, I was doing dry January. So I wasn't even drinking anymore. So alcohol, luckily for me, wasn't hard. I was already not drinking. So that wasn't a trigger for me. And I was just, and like I said, the issue for me is the sugar, the grains, dairy, and carbs. Like those four things are the hardest parts, but I'm doing it. And you can too. And I honestly want to, I want to challenge you to try it. Give yourself 21 days, maybe a day or a week, whatever you feel called to do so. But really just going back to the basics and starting over and really seeing what you're putting in your body and how you're helping your body and your future self to be the healthier you. And I just love the community that I'm surrounded by for being so inspirational, for helping me continue to grow and benefit myself and help myself and I hope this episode helps you help yourself to really sit down with yourself and see maybe what healthier habits you need to bring into your space or really seeing what you need to work on, whether it's drinking less, no caffeine, not having carbs in the morning. Like I said, I feel like so many of us, you have to do attainable goals. Um, For me personally, I let myself go last year. I went through an ATV accident. I couldn't work out as much as I was. And my sprained ankle honestly was, you know, it, it was a 
wrecking ball that was hit my way. I went from working out a lot to not working out. Obviously, I gained most of the weight back that I lost. I didn't feel good. I was in a dark place. I realized how, again, how moving my body helped me mentally, emotionally, and physically. And once I felt like my ankle was starting to heal again, I had to come to terms with, okay, girl, you need to get yourself back. Remember the bad bitch you that was your healthiest version of you? Let's get her back. It's time to get her back. And I'm not saying that I don't love myself. Like I love myself, whether it's at 160, 120, 130, whatever it is. But I noticed that I myself feel my best at like in the 130s because I did agree when some people said you were too skinny. I felt like I did. I felt like I looked like a bobblehead. <laughs> but, and I like being thick. Like I like my chichis. I like my nalgas, my hips, my legs are my prized possession. I love my legs. And just getting them toned again, I realized like, oh, they're not looking as toned as they were before. So really just honoring my body, working on the stuff that I do love and want to work on and being gentle with yourself. A great reminder, being gentle, honoring yourself, listening to yourself and your body, listen to your intuition. I feel like you, someone out there had to hear that. Listen to your intuition and in a loving way, cut your shit out, cut whatever you need to cut out of your life, whether it's carbs, alcohol, caffeine people situations relationships whatever it is what can help you help yourself be the best version of yourself for me it's hiking spin eating better loving veggies again starting this new relationship with vegetables as cliche as that sounds i'm starting a new relationship with veggies i'm trying to have a healthy relationship with my food and not run to all the bad shit after this program ends i am hopeful i'm not going to go back to my eating habits i'm already seeing with day three alone how much different i feel yes i have headaches yes i'm tired yes i'm fatigued and i know the first week will probably be the hardest but i will not cheat i will not have a cheap meal i will not allow myself to have that because it is my birthright to give that to myself and honor myself and really give it my 100 percent and not cheat this time and as triggering as that might be i have to do it and I'm really just riding the wave. Today was a great day, honestly. Day three. Yesterday was day two. I feel like day two was the hardest for me. The headaches were kicking in. The irritability. My man was like, girl, you look tired. I'm like, I am. Don't talk to me. <laughs> like, again, shout out to my boyfriend for being such a supportive person. And I just love him so much because he there's not one day that goes by that he doesn't even tell me how much he loves me. He tells me how much he loves me every day. When I started this program, he genuinely said he's so proud of me and how I can do anything I put my mind to. And just having the support there means a lot and it helps. And you need to be surrounded by people and not only relationships, but friendships and family, whoever around you is wanting the best for you and truly cheering for you is key. And shout out to my man. If you're listening to this, I love you. <laughs> Thank you for being my ride or die and reminding me of how powerful I am in times when I need to be reminded. Again, we all have issues sometimes. Sometimes we have bad days. It's not always going to be good days. It's not always sunshine, rainbows, and butterflies is what it I want to reiterate toxic positivity is not a thing here. It's not easy. This is one of the most challenging and hardest things I've ever done in my life. 
Will I be done? Hell yes. Is it going to be easy? No, but I know it's going to be worth it. And I'm really grateful and thankful for Jessica for doing this and for being the hand holder that you are for holding space and community. And thank you so much. And I hope this episode helps you help yourself, whether it's new year, new you, or just feeling like it's time for a healthier version of you, perhaps eating habits, whatever the case is, I hope that this episode was able to help you shine light on certain things that you might or might not have to work on. It's great if you don't have to. Kudos to you. I'm always a work in progress, I feel like. (laughs) I'm like, okay, what now? And I will get myself back to the 130s. Like, that's actually my goal by April. It is, what's today? The last day of Mercury retrograde thank the lord um today is january 18th so by february i'm already i'm tired sorry y'all by april i will be 130 i am speaking into existence i am going to do the work i have to do i'm going to eat healthier i'm going to change my habits and i will actually reach the 130s again by april i have no doubt about it i know my ass will do it because when I set myself to do something, I do it. No ifs, ands, or but. And like I said, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be triggering. And thank you all for listening to this episode because I feel like I was ranting. <laughs> but again, this is it is what it is. This is me. I hope to inspire you to be the healthier version of you. And if there's anything I can do, hold space or just if this episode resonated with you, let me know. And thank you so much for just listening again to another episode. And for all the people that are listening, I appreciate your support. Make sure to post about my podcast. Make sure to let your people around you know to listen to it. And I really am thankful and grateful for every single one of you that has not only listened to today's episode, but all the episodes in the past who have been supportive since day one. I truly see you. I appreciate you. And I hope that this episode helps you get to the best version of yourself that you can possibly do. You got this. You deserve to be healthy, healthy, wealthy health is wealth and with that said health is wealth take care of yourself you matter and really holds holding space for you to get you to achieve anything and everything you want to do with that said i am thankful and grateful for you and i look forward to the next episode and until then i love you okay bye